morning outside. Hey, welcome to our party. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting Weekly Garden Program. We call the Gestalt Gardener, and I'm your host, horticulturist, Elder Rushing. Our producer is the awesome Java Chapman, and we're going to have fun for the next hour or so talking about gardening. Coming up in today's mid-August program, I'm going to give you a heads up on some stuff you can be doing, what I've been up to, but mostly it's going to be live here at MPB. Got some cheesy music coming up in about 30 minutes, but I'm going to be talking with you in real time about what's going on or not in your own garden. It's a live program, folks, so sit back, join us as we're taking a few minutes of news before starting this informal party we call Mississippi Public Broadcasting Historic Gardener. Now, let's start getting dirty. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Horticulture Fellow Rushing here, and we're talking about gardening. Hey, uh, Sir Java, what's what's been going on, man? Oh man, it's all it's it's okay around here. You know, we got Pledge Day coming up uh, next Friday, so a week from today, we're gonna be um, in in full Pledge Drive mode. So you know, that's all we, we're working over here. You know, I've been I've been working real close, getting ready for some cheesy stuff for next week. Got some some real interesting tunes to play. Uh, also, a couple of special little gifts for for folks who who call in that day. So, and also, uh, just found out that that uh, you remember back when my truck got stolen last year. Yeah, and uh, got re- it got recovered and completely rebuilt and replanted. Uh, that was a a wild saga. That I got emails from literally all over the country when people found out my old truck was stolen. And didn't uh, was, I went? Didn't I, I believe was it Heinz? Um, gave no, you- it was. It was, it was it was the boys in the uh, the auto uh, 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 restorative area at Holmes Community College. Holmes, anyway. okay, yeah, Holmes yeah, Community Holmes, College. Yeah, it's the uh, the auto collision repair technology guys. They did an incredible job, but I replanted. I've been driving it all spring, but anyway, uh, the the folks over at MPB on the the TV part uh, did a little film on it from start to finish, from you know pictures of what it looked like before the whole restoration thing all the way to me driving off in, in with all my plants and stuff and uh that's downloadable now I'm, try, I'm trying to find out the information about how folks can get a little thing of that little short uh video that mpb has done on my truck truck restoration so that'll be fun well we'll make sure to put it put it up uh with, with, with the podcast of today's show we'll put that put that up so people can get to it but i don't i don't remember what what happened how did it get uh get stolen Oh, it's a long story. And it's not a long story. Some 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 punks who are too young to be stupid stole my. You know, my truck is pretty distinctive. Very uh, distinct. These, these these young teenagers stole it, and they got caught two nights later driving around my own neighborhood in that truck, even though it'd been kind of stripped. It's pretty obvious. Matter of fact, when I I told the police my truck has been stolen, I started to describe it, and the police officer said, "Mr. Rushing, we all know your truck." <laughs> But anyway, it's all good. It came out. It's better than new. And, and uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Plus, my real special thing that I put together, I invented a special garden viewer that we're going to be uh, promoting next week on, on this program. But anyway, enough of that. It, 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 it's been raining a lot. 
and but it hasn't been as hot as usually I think August would be. Yeah, we've had a, a little cool streak, just just a, a slight cool streak. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, huh? Well, I, I uh, my last weekend, my old garden plant rescue buddy Jerry Palmer uh, wrote to me saying his red spider lilies are coming up and blooming already. It's a little bit early for those, uh, and I know it's still wet in the deep south, but it's still summer with some weird weather ahead. Uh, but by the way, I'm still in Great Britain, uh, visiting public and private gardens. And uh, just a couple of, uh, of, of quick things before we get into the phone calls. Uh, I discovered a couple of architectural salvage farms, places that, that collect old antiques. And in England, believe me, they're old. Uh, I found a place near Wales, and I got a great deal on a really old iron gate latch. I'm bringing it home to put on a new garden gate I'm having built from my Mississippi gardens. It's really heavy, has a hand-forged ring that twists to lift, lift a, a latch from the little snake thing. Uh, now I'm looking for some equally heavy hinges, but I might get a blacksmith friend in Mississippi to make some for me for some pictures I've been taking. I have been to some really interesting gardens and villages here in the north of England this week uh, from visiting the home and gardens of both Beatrix Potter, uh, the Peter Rabbit lady, and Williams Wordsworth uh, up in the Lake District, uh, to the home of the Bronte sisters who wrote books like Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre. I took a five-mile ramble through the moors over in Yorkshire, a lot of purple heather and wild blueberries and, and all. But um, while climbing around a really old waterfall, I slipped over the edge. I caught myself, but my legs were literally dangling in thin air over a deep uh, pool filled with rocks. I saved myself by grabbing some sturdy heather plants, and I had one knee stuck on a rock. But another walker helped me by grabbing my jeans and pulled me back up. Uh, but I also spent last weekend in a fair little seaside fishing village named Scarborough. It's home of the famous Scarborough, um, made famous by Simon de Garfunkel. They sang a tune uh, back in the 60s called uh, Scarborough Fair. It's a beautiful uh, little village with walking trails and a thousand-year-old fort. Uh, but I wanted to mention this because I'm going to play this tune in just a second. But Scarborough Fair is an English, it's a real traditional ballad from back in the mid-1700s about a couple of separated lovers um, and the original lyrics were things like, there's never a rose grows fairer with time. Yesterday holds memories in time. Uh, but the more contemporary lyrics, uh, lyrics uh, they instruct the listener to tell their former love to do uh, some impossible tasks. I'll share three of them with you. Tell them to buy me an acre of land between salt water and the sea sand. Tell them to plow it with a ram's horn and sow it all over with one peppercorn. Tell them to shear it with a sickle of leather. Tell them to thrash it all out with a bunch of heather and never let one corn of it fail. Then he shall be a true lover of mine. Anyway, it's an old song, and I'm going to play the original uh, uh, recording that inspires Simon Garfunkel in just a little while. Uh, one other thing on the way back from Yorkshire, I swung by one of England's largest lavender farms. Acres and acres of different kind of lavenders in full bloom and so fragrant. I can see and smell why people wish we could grow it along our hot, humid Gulf Coast. Uh, but forget our hot, dry weather. It's the muggy nights and high temperatures at night with heavy rains that rot the roots. Uh, same with stuff like uh, stilbees and fuchsias. They all grow anywhere that you can uh, that you can that it cools down at night. So anyway. We're going to uh, have plenty of rain over the next few days. I hope that you uh, raise your mower up really, really high, so that we can uh, uh, so that we can can try to avoid as many diseases as we can. 
Um, let me see. We are live here. If you want to give us a call, it's toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-MPB-RING, and we'll talk about whatever is on your gardening mind. Um, so, Java, what's been going on other than that? Have I been yakking too much? No, you'll find me. <laughs> like I say, really, we've just been uh, getting ready for pledge next week, uh, next Friday. Uh, we have a, a, a lofty goal, but we know we have some good supporters out there, good listeners who are going to, uh, you know, help us meet our goal. So that's we've been, like I say, we've really been getting in pledge mode, getting things together for next Friday so everything will run smooth and, and, uh, and, and we'll have a good day. Yeah, and and I try, you know, as you know, we try to make uh, the Gestalt Gardener not quite so painful as it is for, for people thinking we're just begging for money. We're going to have a good time. Got some fun tunes and uh, some odd, odds and ends. No, I, um, like, uh, I like how we, we do the Gestalt Gardener because, like, we only play one one tune a day during a, no, a normal show, and during the um, drive show, we get about five or six in. So, you know, it's or, always a good or time. Seven or eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have fun. Hey, listen, uh, I'm trying to learn how to make uh, some homemade sourdough bread. Um, and when I get back to Mississippi, I might use some real Mississippi yeast. But um, so far, I'm doing the raisin thing. But my loaves tend to be kind of flat, like thick cornbread. And I'm, I, I love to forget how to make them puffy in the middle. Maybe I should call the Southern Cooking Show Monday. What you think? Now, what you, now it's funny that you say that. Um, uh, two shows ago, we had a Lauren Rhodes from Sweet and Sour, and she does a lot of um, uh, fer- fermented foods, kombucha and things like that. But she also uh, has these classes where it's ferment to table, and well, farm to ferment, and she was going to be doing a sourdough class. So you need to hook up so with her. So- so Deborah Hunter beat me to it by a couple of weeks. I should have tuned in, huh? She did, yeah. Every, I mean, you know, we we keep it delicious on Monday mornings. So um, she, uh, <laughs> we we talked about sourdough just a couple weeks ago. Incredible, incredible. Listen, if we get some uh, a call come in, let me know. But our toll free number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Um, and if you, uh, by the way, I got some emails this past week. Uh, Mary from Brandon wants to know the too late to plant. Things like butter beans and uh, uh, things like that, but and it's not. It's getting late. We're after the recommended time, but we have such a mild fall and early winter, a late winter, that uh, I'm thinking you know it'd be okay to go ahead and and, uh, and plant if you can get some seeds for uh, bush type beans, which are really productive, and maybe even some tomatoes and peppers. But it's almost time to start setting out things like like uh, broccoli and cabbage. You can do it now if you can get some small plants and keep them from, from, from getting too hot. Small plants will get established and grow better in hot weather than bigger plants. So if you're going to set out early things for fall, like uh, broccoli, cabbage, uh, cauliflower, you need to get some little plants, shade them with a piece of cardboard or something like that for the first few days. It's also a little bit early for planting lettuce seeds because they really, really like cooler weather. But anyway, it's still plenty of time to plant some stuff. I got an email from a guy named Joe Pierce. Uh, I I know it's a joke, but he said, do you think with any chance of this eclipse slowing down the grass is growing a foot a week? I think that's funny, but kind of sad. Seriously, if you are having to mow your grass a lot right now, um, raise your mower to its high setting. Your grass won't need mowing as often, and uh, really. Um, also, I got an email from Beth down in Fairhope wanting to know if she could sprinkle cottonseed meal on her magnolia leaves. Well, that helps speed up the decomposition. She's trying to figure out a, 
a way to mulch them easily. Uh, and the truth is you, you, you really can't. Uh, uh, magnolia leaves are big, they're thick, they're glossy. And for them to break down, for the bacteria and the beneficial fungi and the worms to break them down, you ought to ro- run the lawnmower over something to break them up so it has more ragged edges. Uh, that's a, 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 a lot easier way. So if you've got trouble with a lot of leaves, try to mow them as long as you can. That really breaks them up and helps them decompose. And I also recommend to a neat area under your trees and start a, a, a mulch bed. You can put ground covers later, but if you have a place where there's a distinct uh, outlined area to put your leaves, it looks better, and it, you don't have to rake stuff all over. It's not natural to have grass growing right up to a tree trunk. So go ahead and put some mulch around them, nice place to blow or rake your leaves, and grow some ground covers later. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, folks. Our number is toll-free, one MPB ring. I'm horticulturist fellow rushing, and Java and I are, are trying to hook us up uh, with folks who have questions or comments or things you like to share about your garden. Again, it's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's live here on Friday morning. We broadcast on Saturday. Um, but if you want to uh, check out our podcast during the week, go to mpbonline.org and check out the good garden and take it from there. We'll be right back with more of your phone calls and uh, garden tips right after this. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Horticulture Spell of Russian. Give me a call, toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring, and we're going to be talking about gardening. Um, this is uh, just a whole bunch of of, uh, of things that are going on right now. It's too hot to really start much, but you can continue some some things. And if you're having problems with your garden, insects and diseases and weeds and stuff, give me a call about that. Let me see what it can help with. Meanwhile, let's go down to Mobile. Kent, thank you for calling. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning. I'm doing fine, except it's really hot out there. Oh, um, yeah, and humid. Don't forget humid. <laughs> yeah, you have to go because can't escape that. Uh, I have some uh, juniper ground cover out in my yard, and those little mimosa-looking weeds uh, has yeah. a whole bunch sprouted up in that. Will Roundup kill the little weeds without killing my junipers? Uh, no, well, no, it won't. Roundup will kill anything that's green and growing. It won't hurt anything right next to it. So if you don't get it on your junipers, it won't kill them. It's not going to kill them through the roots. Problem is, though, you can kill that mimosa weed, which is also called chamber bitter, uh, and the Latin name is phylanthes. You can kill it and kill it and kill it, but more of it comes back from seed. If you turn it over and look on the underside of the leaves, it's got those little balls, the tiniest little white flower you've ever seen. It's a cute little flower. But those balls of seeds, there's jillions of them out there. And if you spray it, you end up with a bunch of brown weeds dropping seeds. So it's better to put on some gloves and pull them gently so they don't drop any more seeds. And then when you get as many of them pulled as you can, mulch the area real thick, and that will shade out the seeds, keep them from coming up quite as quickly. That's absolutely your best bet. It really okay. is. Okay, so it's one of those labor-intensive things where you just go out and pull and pull and pull. 
Yeah, but but again, you want to pull it. You want to grab it by the stem and pull it straight up, and try not to shake it so more seeds don't fall off. And once you get the worst of it, uh, you know, pulled again, if you'll put a good thick layer, two or three inches of bark. Uh, over the area, that'll do a really good job of shading out the seeds. That really, uh, you know, this works better than any kind of weed killer, which just makes them turn brown and drop more seeds. Okay. Okay, well, that's what I need to know. Thank you. Okay, not any fun, but good luck on it, Kent. Appreciate it. Ooh, chamber bitter, mimosa weed, phylanthes. It is a bad one. Uh, Let's go up to Holly Springs now. Hey, Jeff, what's going on up in your neck of the woods? Hi, Felder. Uh, it's a beautiful day up here. It's warm, but humid, just like the last caller said. Um, oh, yeah. I'm walking to the dog park right now, enjoying some weather. Good. My question is about planting natives, mainly wildflowers, um, helianthus, liatris, and things like that. I've been collecting uh-huh. seeds recently from seed heads. And I was wondering, in general, do most of those need to be cold stratified before I plant them? Or is there a good rule of thumb or a good resource that I could refer to um, to figure out about individual plants? Well, as far as good question, and a lot of people don't realize that a whole bunch of natives need to go through a cold, wet period before they'll sprout, uh, and it varies from plant to plant. Um, a lot of times they'll sprout as soon as they hit the ground, and you just don't notice them over the winter time. But your best source is to Google each one individually because they're not, you know, there there are some resources out there, but they're hard to find. But I bet if you uh, do a do a uh, just a word search on propagating wildflowers, you come up with, with one that has a list and the basis of what they need. And by, okay. by the way, you know, you're just, you know, what, three or four miles from the uh, the uh, uh, strawberry plains. That's actually where you know, I'm the, collecting seeds and planting them in their greenhouse, actually. I'm friends with uh, people up there. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. The greenhouses are full of plants, you know, and uh, they probably have some good references in the library there because, you know, they're among the top experts in this whole part of the country. Well, all right. I appreciate it. Well, that's a start. And if, you, if y'all come across some really weird ones, if you can't figure it out, I'd be surprised. Shoot me an email because I've been working with this a long time, and, and I, I have a real – I'm past president of the Native Plant Society. Uh, but, but propagating natives uh, by division a lot of times is quicker than by seeds and by cuttings too. So anyway, okay. we'll we, we kick some ideas. But you're in a good place to get started. I don't know when the, uh, the next big event's going to be there, but I bought a whole bunch of plants here last fall for my garden. Yeah, right now they're getting ready for the Hummingbird Festival, which is coming up in September. Okay, if you'll have somebody, uh, if you think about it, have somebody shoot me an email with the exact date. Yeah, sounds good. All righty, man. Good luck on it. Appreciate right, your call. Have a good day. Okay, now let's go uh, to South Haven. What's up, John? Good morning, sir. Oh, hi, Felda. Um, What's question about wolfberries? Yeah? Um, how's the best way to grow them? Uh, you talking about the, what a lot of people call goji berry, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they come up pretty easily from seed, but they also root real well. Uh, oh, okay. You know, I, I don't, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're sort of related to, I can't remember the, you know, the, 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 the species that, that they are. I, I just don't remember that. Uh, but they're, they're uh, sort of in the same family as, um, I'm just trying to think of our native plant. There's a there's a plant, Simplicarpus. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it's a it's a, a wild plant we have there. It's in the it's in the same family as nightshades and tomatoes and peppers. So I would imagine the seeds come up pretty quick. Also grows easy from cuttings. Uh, what kind of soil does it need? 
Well, you know, this, this plant is, is native to cooler regions of, of China. It really doesn't do as well in the, the Mid-South as, as, as we would like it to. So put yeah. it in any, any good garden soil that's well-drained. doesn't stay too wet, doesn't dry out too fast, so you don't have to water it too much. The humidity and the hot night temperatures really affect it more than anything. So uh, I'd say just a good, well-drained soil. Hello? You still with? Yeah, I'm there. Will it grow in the shade? Uh, well, it, it won't produce as well. You know, it's like tomatoes. You know, tomatoes. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great plant. It makes a pretty nice bush, and some people have success with it. main thing is put it where it gets sunshine and where you don't have to water it too much. And that's the okay. best advice I can give. But it should come up pretty quick from seeds. Okay. Can I give a plug? If it's garden-related. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got one of those hoses that expands and contracts. Yeah. And I am so pleased. I got rid of my big, heavy hose reels and that big, heavy hose, and I just curled it up in a flower pot, and it does great. I've got a friend who's got a rooftop garden. She uses one of those, and she likes it a whole lot too. I'd be glad to find out how long they last, but you know, but 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 they they seem to be a real fun idea. Okay. But anyway, we we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and good Thank luck you on your wolf bears or your your goji berry. You bet. Okay, I'll let you know. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, I've got a few uh, events coming up I'd like to talk about, but first let's go down to Mobile and talk with Kim. Good morning, Kim. How are you, lady? Hello? Hello? Hello. How are you, Kim? What can I help you with? Thank you. I'm calling because I'd like to know when can I plant a gardenia bush and where should I plant it and in what type of soil to help it bloom and what causes the leaves to turn yellow? Those, those, are, those are all really good questions. Answer, you can plant a, uh, a gardenia that's in a pot anytime you can dig a good hole. It's important to loosen up the potting soil and roots, but anytime you can dig a good hole, you can plant a gar- any kind of container plant. Um, they, 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 they're going to bloom best in the full sun, but they'll take some shade. They, they'll just bloom better in the full sun. Uh, with just a little bit of water every week or two the first summer to help them get started. Now, as gardenia leaves age, as the older leaves begin to fade and drop, they naturally turn bright yellow. So those bright yellow leaves, if you notice, they're the older leaves uh, from from last year or this spring. The new growth usually looks pretty good. So uh, that's pretty natural. The older leaves turn bright yellow before they shed, even on evergreen plants. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate your call. And uh, before we go to our cheesy tune today, let me throw out a, a couple of things that are coming up. Uh, I make a lot of presentations around the region to garden clubs and master gardening groups and library talks. If you know of a group interested in me doing a, a talk, uh, shoot me an email. I'll be glad to help on that. But um, about a month from now, we're going to have a Gorge Society Festival, so September 15th and 16th. I try to go every year. It's at the Smith County Ag Complex in Raleigh, and I'm going to be giving more details about that, but the Gourd Festival is coming up in about a month. Um, 
Also, the Mobile Herb Show is going to be a really fun thing. I'm the keynote speaker, but I'm going to be around all day to yak with folks. Uh, again, I have lots of displays and demonstrations and herbal snacks and lunch and I chat with folks who on herbs and plants for sale. And uh, I'm going to be giving a talk. It's going to be on the fun, growing, useful culinary herbs in all sorts of places from full herb gardens to big containers and even tucking them in with other flowers. If you'd like some more information on that, uh, go to gulfcoastherbsociety.org, gulfcoastherbsociety.org. They're going to charge an entry fee, but it's a full day with lunch and everything included. Now, if you've got something I can help promote here on MPB, it's what makes us a go-to place to share gardening information. Email, email us, garden at mpbonline.org, org, dot org. Garden at mpbonline.org. And before we do the music, let's go down to Ocean Springs. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, Felder? So far, so good. What can I help you with? Well, I have a neighbor who has um, a Confederate rose, and they said I could take some slips off of it. Well, I've tried several times, and I just can't get it to root or start or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, is that a plant that's better to try with cutting or start from seed? Oh, it's much, much better from cutting. If you'll take pieces that are about a foot or too long, not mm-hmm. the very, not the t- stuff at the very tip end, the real skinny stuff, and not the old thick stuff at the base, but somewhere in the middle uh, of, a, of a branch, about as big around as your finger. If you'll put those in about three inches of water, don't don't you know stand them in two feet of water, but just enough water to cover the bottom two or three inches, they should have roots on them within two or three weeks. They root real quick Ah. in water, but again, uh, finger-sized cuttings about a foot or two long. It's fairly shallow water. They'll root pretty quick. And if it doesn't work right now because they're really actively growing, uh, catch them sometime in the fall. I know that's when most people root their cuttings anyway, but main thing, and not that floppy tip stuff. Okay. That's All right. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. I appreciate it. Thank you for your call. And uh, folks, we got still plenty of time to take your calls. One eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, if you want to give us a call, this too we're about to play. By the way, is the original section uh, uh, one done by a fellow named Martin Carthy. Martin Carthy taught this song to Paul Simon in London in the mid nineteen sixties. But here it is, one of the original versions of the seventeen hundred tunes called Scarborough Fair. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Remember me to one who lives there. For once she was of true love. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme Between the soft water and the sea strand And then she'll be a true love of mine 
tell her to plow it with a lamb's horn. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, and to sow it all o'er with one peppercorn, and then she'll be a true love of mine. Tell her to reap it with a sickle. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, and to thresh it all out with a bunch of heather, and then she'll be a true love of mine. Are you going to Scarborough? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Remember me to one who lives there. For once she was a true love of mine. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, welcome back to the Culture Fellow Rushing. I want to give a special shout out to a couple of guys who are helping me out this summer. A guy named Irvin Casanova. He's a neighbor who, who does a, a lot of yard cutting. He, he and his crew do a terrific job. Well, my son, who's an Army officer, is, is, uh, has been deployed for a, about three months. And uh, Irvin's sending his crew over there to take him a boy's yard. I really, really appreciate that a whole bunch. And also a fellow named Mark Romer who said he swings by every week or two and check on some of my potted plants, see if they need watering because – even though I brag to people all the time that I never do anything in the summertime, or it only takes me 20 minutes a month to, to do my gardening, truth is, uh, if I don't take care or have someone take care of a few of my favorite plants, they're going to be gone. I can always replace them with plants that will do well, but, you know, we all have favorite plants that are going to need some care from time to time. Grass got to be mowed, and I think Urban Casanova. Potted plants got to be watered, and I thank Mark Romer for that. Uh, these guys are working really, really hard to keep – uh, folks looking nice and neat and keeping their plants alive. And I appreciate all the folks who strapped on the lawnmowers and, and got spring trimmers tied around their neck and garden hoses in their hands all summer long because it's, uh, it's not a thankless job, but it ain't an easy one either. And let's go down to, uh, uh, let me see, who have I got here? Oh, up to Clarksdale and talk to Homer. Hey, Homer, what's going on in the Delta? Delta, how you doing? So far, so good. Uh I was calling, uh, I raise greens, and what I do, I break up the, been keeping the, the plots broke up all summer. Yeah. To plant this fall, and one of my plots, I planted some greens earlier in the spring. They didn't do real well, because I planted them a little late, but 
Um, yeah. I broke this ground up and kept it broke up, and, and we've been getting this rain, and it is greens coming up out there in this plot everywhere. <laughs> I don't think I need to replant it. Can I just let them grow? Well, you can. Are you growing these for you or to sell? I'm growing these for me. Well, to okay. me, it was a sale. I mean, I got just a few people I sell them to. I'm not just trying to go commercial. Yeah, well, the first, the the folks you can sell to, I would I would row up a little bit. I'd leave some of them, uh, you know, just to see what they do. But here's the deal: when they come up on their own, they, you know, when you're growing them because you want to have a nice size, you know, people plant the seeds a little bit further apart, so each plant has elbow room. When they come up right. from seed just broadcast everywhere, they come up real thick, and sometimes. All you get is greens. You're not going to have any turnips or anything like that, but they might be a little bit crowded to do as as good as those that are plant spaced out when you set the seeds out. So I, I would do a little bit of both. Well, I tell you, Phil, that's what I've been doing. That's the mistake I've been doing. I've been planting them a little too thick when I actually plant them. These greens, yeah. when they came up, that elbow room you're talking about, I mean, it's like it's a perfect, a perfect setting of, the, the weather is coming up. It's not a lot of them. they got plenty of room to grow. And what I found, the leaves on them just get three, four times as bigger when they are spread. Yeah, yes. It's, 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 they, they need elbow room. Uh, what I would do is I would hold off just a little. It's too hot to fertilize these things. But if you want to give them just a little bit of nitrogen fertilized, just nitrogen. Uh, you've been probably right. fertilizing with, what, triple 13 or triple 8 or something like that? Yeah, but I called you one time. You told me that stuff stays in the ground a long time. I'm trying to stay away from that. I've been using my magornite. That, that, yeah, that um, that's that's a great so melorganite is a good product. Uh, you know, you can use something with phosphorus, phosphorus and potash every year or two, uh, but mostly nitrogen on the in-between stuff. I think you're on the right thing there. Okay, Phil, so, I appreciate it. All righty. Good luck on it, man. Stay cool. <laughs> you too, all right, all righty, Homer's trying to grow them some greens. You can grow stuff this time of year for fall. Uh, they've got a lot of it planted at the uh, the Vegetable Research Station in Crystal Springs in central Mississippi, just a little way south of Jackson. You can grow all sorts of stuff if you can keep the plants moist, not wet, but moist. And, you know, you can't depend on rain. Uh, watering all the time causes problems, but not watering can be a real problem on young plants and seedlings this time of year. Also remember, if you're setting out transplants, small ones get established better and grow better and produce better than big ones that kind of get leggy and may not pick back up. Let's go over to uh, is it to, to Scuba. Hey, Leo, what's going on, man? How you doing this morning? So far, so good. What's going on in Scuba, Mississippi? Oh, just hot. Just hot, raining. Yeah. I planted a uh, butterfly tree, and it did good at first. And it seemed like it just all the leaves and the flowers just died off of it, and it looked like it. Every you see a few flowers on it. What 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 what's wrong with it? Okay, this is one with the the, the big spikes of uh, purple or pink or uh, that that kind of butterfly bush. No, well, yeah, they they they. Well, no, it's a different butterfly bush. I, I got it what's from that? the co-op in Meridian. Huh? I don't know well, what it would be. Butterfly bush. Oh, uh, tree! Yeah, I mean, tree, tree, tree. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know the plant that's called butterfly tree. You know, I'm, my my head's turning over real, real fast right now, so I'd really have to know what it is. If it's a butterfly bush, which makes a small tree, 
you can okay. cut it back, and it'll it'll put out all sorts of new growth. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, okay. pe- people who grow that, uh, I tell you what, I'll look up butterfly bush online and see if it doesn't look like yours. If it is, the Latin name starts with B U D, Budlea. If it's a okay. Budlea, you can cut that plant back every time a branch finishes blooming. Cut that branch back a little bit, and it'll immediately put out some new growth with new leaves and keep on flowering. But if you don't, it just sort of gets scraggly. That's what it looked like. Okay. Oh, one more, okay. One more question. Uh huh. When do you cut a magnolia tree back? Uh, my question is, do you ever cut one back? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're talking about a regular magnolia tree, right? Re- regular magnolia tree. And and. and uh, 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 the, the, the limbs is hanging on the ground, and my mom don't quite like that, and I'm tired of her bugging me about it, and I want—I don't really don't want to trim it back. So. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, here's the answer. First of all, you got to do what Mama says unless you can prevail on her. But the plant right. would rather have limbs down on the ground because tell her that's what hides all the leaves when they fall. That's what people like. If you cut that's it right. up, you can have all those leaves. And talk about bugging her. She's going to be bugging you every week about all those leaves. <laughs> right. so, so, but anyway, to answer your question, if you got to cut a limb off of the trunk or a, or, or a branch off of a limb, don't leave a stub. You know, don't okay. you know, cut it as close to where it's growing. You cut limbs close to the trunk. You can cut okay. branches close to the limb. And sometimes just taking a few branches off the limbs well, get it up off the ground. But anyway, point out to Mama that it's hiding all those leaves. They're going to bug her worse than you, she's bugging you. That's right. Good luck. All right, then. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Hey, hug her neck. Don't forget that, man. All righty. Hug Mama's neck. If you got one, hug them. Uh, we're going to be talking about gardening right up till the end of the hour. Next week is going to be a special early drive time. We're not doing the regular drive time in the fall. Uh, because we, we, you know, that's the time when you need a break from drive time, and we're going to keep on doing our regular stuff then. But uh, next week we got a special little drive time. We got some special things, including a little invention that I got, some real cheesy music, and uh, also the link for the new video about the refurbishing, the resalvaging, the redoing of my old antique pickup truck and the garden behind it. All that's coming up next week. Meanwhile. Uh, let's go to to Dawn. She's calling from Brandon. Hey, Dawn, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? I'm fine. You getting enough rain? Just a little bit. So much I can get my <laughs> truck in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I help you with today? Okay, I have two things. First of all, I have planted a new basil called Napoleon basil, and I planted uh-huh. it in April. And they have literally stayed one inch tall, and I have a green thumb, and I don't understand that at all. What am I doing wrong? Well, in in general, most most basils like to be on the dry side, and if you're keeping it wet or staying wet, uh, then it could be stunted, you know, for 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 good. So, you know, I, and I've seen a lot of people have trouble with basil, where people who put them in pots and hardly ever water them, they do fantastic. So uh, the first thing I would su- suggest would be that it's that it's just a, 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 a staying too wet. Uh, okay, that that may very well be true. I'm watering it every four or five days or so. Oh no no. Well, is it in the ground or in a pot? They're all in pots. Yeah, in a pot. You know, you're gonna need to water a bit more often. But you know, I grow basil in containers uh, all the time, and you know, I have more trouble with getting so big they flop over. You know, with with the rain. So. Anyway, try hold them, you know, let them get dry between soakings, 
And uh, if they're planted kind of thick, um, you might want to thin some of them out, unless you just have one plant in a pot. Well, I did thin them out, but I'll I'll try to cut back on the um, on the water. And the second thing is, um, I would like to remind everybody of the new Brandon Farmers Market. Oh, I didn't know y'all had one. Listen, I didn't either. I happened to hear it on the radio a couple of weeks ago. Um, yesterday was their third week. They have a show every first and third uh, week of every month. And they're going to be going through December, and they're going to have daytime and nighttime uh, shows. And it's just a lovely market. And um, I just would like to make sure that everybody knows about it. Okay. And, that, and when, when do they have it? What days and what time? They have it um, from 8 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock. Um, it uh-huh. is um, off Marquette Road in Brandon, and it's every yeah. first and third weekend. And they really have fixed it up. It's also um, under in the pavilion so that you're not exposed to the heat. So I want to encourage some of the suppliers to come there as well. There you go. Very, very good. Uh, If you'll send me an email about that, I'll also remind folks myself. I'll do it. Y'all have a bright day. Okay. Appreciate it. And good luck on your basil. Uh, You know, I've seen some really good recipes for for the Napoleon basil with uh, with tomato sauce with the pesto, but I haven't tried, oh. haven't grown it myself. But good luck on it. Thanks so much. All right, appreciate it. Okay, let's take a little bit of a break, folks. Uh, Got to catch my breath, drink a little bit of coffee. It's only going to take sixty seconds or so. I'm horticulture spelled a rushing. Don't know at all. Some stuff I know. I wish I didn't know uh, because it messes me up, keeps me from enjoying the simplicity of gardening. But if you've got questions that are very detailed, send me an email. And if I don't know it and can't figure it out, I will quickly learn something myself and share with you. I'm not going to sell you anything. doesn't matter to me what you do or don't do. Let's just have some fun, help each other. That's what we do here at MPB with our weekly garden programs uh, and all the other programs Monday through Friday, all morning long. Local folks talking about local stuff with local folks. We're going to take a break from this Gestalt Garden Party we call here on MPB. I'll be right back. Host, Zelda Rushing. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Okay, those folks, welcome back to Horticulture Rushing. I'm talking about gardening, but I had a question about my, my sourdough bread. It just doesn't it doesn't really get it doesn't rise up in the middle. It's not a big old fat loaf. It's more like a big thick cornbread. And uh, I'm gonna talk with Deborah Hunter about that this this coming Monday on her program. Uh, but I also got an email that says you can uh you can proof your if you know what I'm talking about, it says you can proof your dough in the microwave. So we're going to see about that. I'm going to give that a give that a try. Also, just found out while we were t- taking the break that I'm going to be uh, giving a, the keynote talk to the Master Alabama State Master Gardener Group in coming in the spring. I'd like to do a good bit of stuff in in uh, the Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Arkansas area just about every year. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a program north of Huntsville and then at the Huntsville Botanic Garden later next month. 
I'm doing a program down in Mobile for the Herb Society, the Gulf Coast Herb Society, uh, in September. So this could be a lot of fun. I hope you, um, uh, Louis, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Alabama people remember this during drive time, too. Uh, we're going to go to um, Barbara, who's calling from Picayune. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I I'm wish so I were with you there in England. My gosh. It's um, cool. Anyway, it got, it got um, up to 61 yesterday. Oh, my good heavens. Well, it was 91, feeling 100, and I sweat a lot. <laughs> for yep. a couple oh, hours. well. Oh, well. What can I help you with? Well, yesterday I I examined, I walked around my yard, and we've had so much rain. I think maybe, or you're to tell me, I have a fringe tree where all that water runs down. And, um, yeah. A lot of leaves have fallen. Off the yeah, fringe tree. I have two others, but they're, they're, nothing's happening with them. Well, you know, the fringe tree, it's a good native plant. It's a pretty sturdy plant, too, but it grows better. It's not a wetland plant. It's a, a hilly and, you know, plains, prairie, mountainside type of plant. So if you've got a flat yard like I think you probably do because everybody in Picayune has got a flat yard and, uh, and it stays too wet, about the best you can do would be to take some of the stress off of it by going out sometime this winter and removing a few branches off a few limbs, just sort of take the, the workload off the roots. It's where that area is, I called a while back, where the, all the roots had got exposed and I covered from, from all the rain washing the earth away. Well, I covered them all up and mulched them, but uh, we've had just constant rain and, and the water does yeah. run down there to, to get to the culvert. And um, that's the only thing that's turning, has yellow leaves and falling yeah. leaves. So. Yeah, well, but if you'll notice, this is the older leaves, the leaves that came out earlier in the spring, they're the ones that the plant's throwing off. The new growth should look pretty good. And, again, the, when plants stay wet, their roots can't breathe, and they actually can drown. And, and uh, if, so if a few roots get killed, which happens almost every year, you can help the tree. And I'd wait till after it You know, it's so pretty when the fringe tree blooms in the spring. I like it as much or better than dogwoods. But when it gets through blooming, just cut a few of the branches off. Don't leave stubs. And that'll invigorate what's left. Okay. All right. Thank but you. I, well, it was pre- it was it was planted in a. It, it's rather shady. It, it is reaching for sun because I've got yeah. five oaks all around, and a professional planted it where he planted it. So, you know, he maybe he shouldn't have put it there. So. You know, I, I wish I could say that all of us professionals are right all the time, but I can't do that. <laughs> anyway, it, it is a woodland plant, but it'll bloom better in the sun. And, again, if it's in a flat yard that stays wet, you know, again, about all you can do is just take some of the work, just cut a few of the branches off. You know, don't make a big deal, just a few here and there. Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay, good luck on it. Whew. We got any more callers, jobbers? We're starting to wrap it up here. What? Yeah, we are starting to wrap it up. Barbara, um, she just she was our last call. Nobody's called in. I mean, you can squeeze something in if you want to. Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. But uh, Felder, I do I do want to say that um, even though you're in Europe, like Barbara said, she wanted to be with you. Um, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna miss the eclipse uh, over here on Monday. Yeah, but oh well. <laughs> oh come on now, you, <laughs> this is a big this is a big deal, man. I know it is. I know it is. Uh, 
But and it's going to be a lot of fun. I would warn people before you look at it, do a little research online to find out how to keep from burning your eyes. Because people have, last time, some people literally burn their eyes out. So so you know, do a little research before you go staring at it. There's all sorts of uh, tricks to looking at the eclipse without without harming yourself. Yeah, I even uh, heard of, um a, 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 somebody who was around in the seventies, I guess, when the last one kind of came. They took the glass Coke bottles because you can get Coke in a, in a glass bottle, and then they burnt the sides with like a with like a lighter or something to give it that tint. And that was the way that huh. they could that was the way that they could look safely at the um, at the eclipse. Wow. Well, you know, it's going to be cool. I hope everybody enjoys the Perseid meter showers out there, too. So let's don't forget the nighttime stuff. Yeah, so, uh, and now um, the the flowers are going to be confused for a couple hours, too. <laughs> <laughs> not not enough. It'll just cause it to be a little bit of respite. So anyway, man, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I would like to mention that next week uh, I'm going to be going over to up to Scotland to visit a a, a garden art show, and then I'm going over to Ireland to check out a couple of botanic gardens I've seen in the spring, but never in the summertime. So I'm always looking for cool, interesting stuff to do. And and uh, folks who who like to travel, you know, be careful. Uh, this tragedy that just happened in Barcelona. I actually stayed in a bed and breakfast that's on the the, uh, the 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 playa where this happened. And it's a terrible thing that's going on. Well, this it's a crazy world. So luckily, gardeners can help heal. A hurting world. We plant stuff, we share it with others, and uh, it brings smiles and food and all like that. So, anyway, we'd like to encourage people to, to to do what's right when it comes to gardening. Share it with other folks, especially with farmers markets. If you got a kid around, or there's some kids in the neighborhood who are kind of bored, take them to a garden center, get them to bring a couple of dollars a piece and buy a flower, and uh, help them with some pots and potting soil. Take them to a farmers market and get them to talk to the folks who actually grow the stuff that they're eating. It's a real, real interesting little field trip. Farmers markets, garden centers, uh, as well as public gardens. It can be there's little teachable moments in those kind of places. And I'd like to encourage folks to, to take advantage of that. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, I've been enjoying right now, hydrangeas sort of passed in, uh, you know, they're, they're past their peak in the south. They're in full bloom here uh, in, in Great Britain. A lot of real interesting uh, types of hydrangeas, a lot of di- several different varieties of each. Uh, all of them like sun; they grow in light shade. Uh, but and pruning can be kind of weird. But there's different kinds of hydrangeas. If you like more information, check out today's Claren Ledger. Meanwhile, the Gestalt Gardener, production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. My producer, the laid-back Sir Java Chapman. Uh, not sure who our phone greeter is. I, Sir Sir Kevin that. Farrell. Kevin Farrell, all righty. Between them and our director of radio, Jason Klein, keeping us in line, we've been bringing this garden party to you for a long time. Look forward to talking with y'all next week during our drive time. Think got a special program lined up. Uh, but we're still a ways from cool weather. Again, take a kid to a farmer's market or garden center. Show them what we do best, and that's show them how to get dirty. See y'all next week. <laughs> 